Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 341, the Rickies, April 2021. It's a big episode. I'd like to thank our sponsors for making it possible. Indeed, Mac Weldon, Hover, and Gabby. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Stephen. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, I did this in the wrong order, but it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I forgive you. How are you, Federico? You good? I'm good. Yes. I'm very good. Yes. I'm, I'm ready to compete. Me too. I'm ready to win, not just to compete. Mm. You're going to break your streak of well, losing? It's not a streak. I don't like to call it that. Mm. I think it's more like... um. I, I consider those losses um, individually, right? So it's not a streak if you think about them individually. This is an unacceptable amount of time. A streak is only in your mind, I guess is what I'm saying. Before I've been introduced. This is unacceptable. It's not your turn to talk. You two just haven't... Not only have, is the introduction in the wrong order, you then just didn't ever bother to introduce me. Look, there's a line at the beginning of the show... And you're supposed to wait in line. Federico, do you, we want to do follow-up? I don't. I can't think of anything else we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I feel bad. Mike. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. Michael That Kirby. was the best introduction I've ever received. From London. Thank you, Federico. How are you, Mike? <laughs> there was just something about that that I can't put my finger on, but it was just so much better than the usual introduction. Thank you. Uh, I'm taking it all today. Is what I've decided. Okay, cool. I am wow. the annual chairman, and I'm gonna gonna take the take the second crown. I have two crowns, and then I'm gonna be keynote chairman as well. So sorry, Stephen. I'm just letting you know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We will get to that. Uh, but first, we do have some follow up, and just right off the top, I really wanted to thank everybody who sent emails or tweets or said something in the Discord about our. Last episode, that was a hard thing to talk about, I think, for all of us. And it, it really meant a lot that so many people reached out to share their stories or to thank us. So that, that means a lot. And, and seriously, thank you. On to more important things, Clubhouse. <laughs> I was going to make that joke before. No, I can't do that. So I'm so pleased that you did. <laughs> Clubhouse and the App Store rules. We spoke last time about how Clubhouse had announced that if Mike is a hashtag creator on Clubhouse yeah. and I want to support him, I can send him money in the app. It's processed by Stripe. Apple doesn't get a cut because it's not the in-app purchase. You just put your credit card into the app directly. And uh, we got some feedback about this. Uh, this is from listener rgbritt 71 What a Twitter handle. But his name is Ryan. Rich Brit. This is from Ryan. Ribbit. 71. Mm-hmm. Rich Brit. Rich, Rich Brit. Rich Brit. Uh, oh, 71. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying Rich Brit, like a fancy English person. Rich Brit uses Tick Tick as a task manager. That would be true. Rich <laughs> Brit strikes me as a Tick Tick person. <laughs> <laughs> so this Tick Tick user says, uh, or, or, or at least points us to App Store Guideline 3.1.3D. I've copied this here. I'm just going to read it. It's couple sentences. If your app enables the purchase of real-time person-to-person services between two individuals, for example, tutoring students, medical consultations, real estate tours, or fitness training, you may use purchase methods other than the in-app purchase to collect those payments. One to few and one to many real-time services must use in-app purchase. And I think Mike and I disagree on how we interpret this. Uh, Rich Britt sent this in as saying... My reading of their tweet is like, 
this is allowed because we have one-to-one type thing going on here. But I don't... I actually think that this puts Clubhouse outside of the rules because Clubhouse is a one-to-many service. But... um, Yes. But with with all of the things that that Apple would mention, any one-to-many service you always got one-to-one payments but then the service is given to multiple people at once but each right transaction is from me to a single person i think it's about the transaction i think well what is a one-to-many real-time service then like if someone uh had a connected pro membership that goes to more than one person but how's that different to clubhouse <laughs> Your attempt to sell the membership there actually ended up striking against you for the point that you were trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> what is the difference between podcasting and Clubhouse? One of them will be here in 10 years. But like a one too many transaction doesn't really exist. Yeah, I don't know right? what a. So this is one to few and one to many real-time services must use in-app purchase. And my read on that is one to few or one to many would be exactly what Clubhouse is doing. Because they're not one to one. You as a Clubhouse person are not only talking to me. No, that's OnlyFans. Because like this whole thing about the this whole this whole person to person thing came in during the pandemic, right? And basically it was oh, I don't I don't know. It's it's just this isn't <laughs> surprise. This is not written very clearly in the developer rules. Mm-hmm. But I can't work out what a one to few or one to many real time service would be. What is that? Well, like everyone clubs together and pays on one person. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really. It's not really a thing. And I mean, I guess an easy way to think about it is: Is Clubhouse comparable to? Let's see these examples. Tutoring students? No. I don't think so. Medical consultations? Yes, it's that one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, growth hacking takes on a new meaning, for sure. (laughs) Real estate tours? Uh, No. Fitness training? Fitness training? I mean, Clubhouse is like a place where a bunch of people talk and more people listen, in Mm -hmm. theory. It's not really a person-to-person service between two individuals. So, like, my original thing last week, because what I said is that I believed that it was within the rules because there was no exchange of digital goods. So I still think that it's in the rules. I think this person-to-person thing only confuses it, honestly. Like, I think it makes it harder to understand because one-to-few and one-to-many is not defined. And I I don't know why because I think they need to try and explain what that is because you could very easily one-to-few and one-to-many a fitness training class. Like, I don't understand the the way that they've tried to explain it here so but i still think it's within the rules because there's no digital good of any kind that's being exchanged or anything like that so i think that they're probably still on the right i think this little disagreement we have i think it really shows how these rules when they're either they're poorly written which i think this one is or apps and services show up that the rules haven't considered Mm -hmm. something something new happens Mm -hmm. and then apple makes decisions on either side and they finally sort of clarify and i'm sure these debates go on with an apple and within the app store editorial team all the time right like well what what is this what does this mean and i mean apple gets it wrong all the time but i do have uh, a little bit of sympathy for them trying to make these decisions that are based on rules that sometimes uh aren't super well considered 
Up next, we were speaking about tasks and notes and where to put things Mm -hmm. that uh, we want to do, like ideas, but they're not actually tasks yet. And a couple people suggested Note Plan, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, Federico, do you know about this app? Yes, I, I I am familiar with Note Plan. It's a really fascinating blend of multiple apps together. It's sort of like m- mixing um, a Markdown editor with a calendar and a lightweight reminders app. It's very, at least in my mind, it's kind of similar to Agenda which is another app that lets you combine calendar events and, and notes. I did try NotePlan before. I noticed that a few months ago, the developer added support for backlinking um, and having wiki-style links for your notes. Of course they did. Uh, because everybody's, <laughs> everybody's doing them these days. Um, what really doesn't work for me for NotePlan and Agenda is the daily approach, because I don't really want to have a like a, I don't necessarily want to structure these ideas or these tasks on a day on a day by day basis mm-hmm. so note plan is definitely an option didn't really work for me because I I don't know I found getting around the interface a bit confusing the navigation and the relationship between days and projects to be kind of confusing at least for the way my my brain yeah. thinks I ended up, so I guess we're going to talk about this, this eventually. I am making my own solution <laughs> to this. Like I'm literally... One, I, two, three. Like I two. literally commissioned to the Max Story Special Projects team, <laughs> which happens to be John's son. <laughs> <laughs> but we like to call it the Max Story the Special Projects son. team. The one true son. I commissioned a specific solution but i don't want to talk about it yet because then people are going to ask me all kinds of questions and it's very much in the early development phase Mm -hmm. but yeah so i basically realized you know this thing that i want doesn't actually doesn't actually exist i'm gonna make my own so we'll see how it goes but i'm basically at the point right now where i am once again preparing for the summer for my ios review learning from what went wrong last year in terms of my workflow and my schedule and once again adjusting because it's all it's a, a that kind of project is in constant evolution every mm. year so i'm taking a few things that worked and i'm leaving them there like using pdf documents for research and the highlights app for annotations like that stuff worked beautifully but I'm switching a few other things around and see how it goes. But yes, note plan. Uh, if you are looking for blending calendar and markdown together, that's definitely uh, one solution for you. Talking about notes, Craft uh, just got a big update. It's what their 1.5 update that added a bunch of different things. One is a design change for the Mac and iPad. Um, I feel like I'm unaware of this. But maybe it's it is the craft app a catalyst app? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best uh, catalyst apps. I think. I legitimately would never have known. Like, it, but yeah, there were there were two things that gave it away to me that made me ask that question. One was the fact that they made a change to the Mac and iPad. That was pretty obvious, and like they look so yes. similar. The other, I think I've noticed a bug. It might only be on the M1 with catalyst apps where like 
there's like a weird screen tearing kind of thing that goes on with them where the if in dark mode i don't know if this is in light mode where like sometimes parts of the ui just go a bit brighter in color just like these weird blocks but if you move it around it goes away it's very weird um but i noticed what? that in craft and i noticed <laughs> it there's a couple of other apps catalyst apps some that i'm testing where they do this and it might just be a dark mode issue but it looks like you get these like light gray blocks in the ui wherever there's dark and if but if you move the window it just goes away very strange i reported this to somebody i actually reported this to the one true john at one point and he said yeah it's an issue that he has as well what what if you talk to the actual developer instead john can't fix it well i i asked john about it and john said he'd spoken to them and it's and it's just a a bug that they're aware of okay so you you filed a radar with john the one true radar because i just said hey are you seeing this because i wondered if it was me maybe it was one of the monitors that i was using or whatever but no this seems to be an issue but anyway the there are changes to design are pretty nice but the main thing that's going on and the reason they've made these changes is that they've brought uh, a sidebar and tab view to the iPad. So the Mac has gotten this too because the Mac had a kind of a tab view of its own anyway, but now they've kind of, uh, they've mixed those together. It looks really nice. They've changed their icons and it's kind of funny because we were talking about that whole icon thing of like, uh, the Mac and iOS icons looking like they were squished in towards each other. Um, and they've they've made icons that have a bit more depth to them, which are pretty nice. And there's also a web editor, which I haven't used uh, at all yet. Federico, have you used the web editor? No, me okay. neither. I mean, it's just because... Yeah, it's like an invite-only beta right now, so I, I don't know. I, don't... I did sign up. Yeah, I, I did signed too. up. But I, yeah. I don't know if I would, what I would use, what I would want that for. So I'd, PCs, I'd, baby. I, I don't use Craft on PC. I have no desire to do that. But okay, I mean that makes sense. You know, get your ThinkPad and your documents. Be all set. I wonder if a web-based editor would allow for like proper real-time collaboration. Hmm. That's what I want. I want true real-time collaboration. Only Google can do it, and I want somebody else to do it. Uh, speaking about PCs, if you want a PC on your M1 Mac, you can now kind of sort of do it. Uh, to, as of today, Parallels 16.5 is uh, rolling out, and it now supports the ARM version of Windows natively, so Windows for ARM. Uh, Parallels is saying this gives 60% better DirectX 11 performance, but the important part Woo! is 30% overall performance improvements as compared to Intel Macs. The only caveat with this is that ARM Windows, or Windows for ARM, I think is the official name, is currently only available in preview. Like There isn't actually like an officially shipping version, so it's basically just like an open beta, which you can get. But this is important for people, and I'm... I'm pleased, right? Like this is the thing that I think the ARM Macs need. They need to be able to be able to do this. Um, And it kind of seems logical that if Microsoft are making an ARM version of Windows, that you should be able to run it in Parallels. So I'm pleased that at least Parallels are getting ready for whenever uh, Microsoft actually ship Windows for ARM. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. AI can do some incredible things, but for most jobs in your company, you need a good old-fashioned carbon-based life form, like my two co-hosts here on Connected. They're carbon-based. That's what you think. And they're brilliant, just like the person you need to hire, and you want to hire somebody quickly. So if you're looking for great minds that move the world, you can hire them with Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview, all on Indeed. 
Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. This is really cool. You can choose from more than 130 different skill tests or add your own and then add your must-have requirements. So you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com connected. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com connected. That's Indeed.com connected. This offer is valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of the show and Relay FM. iOS 14.5 Beta 8. The Beta. Okay. Right? That's if we, it's, this was like a Fast and the Furious sure. movie, they would put the 8 in the middle there. So it would be like B8TA or B8A uh, is out now. Uh, Federico, is there anything of note that you've come across in Beta 8? Nope. Okay. Do we think this is probably the Last one. Golden Master, basically? They just haven't called it that yet? I would say this is the RC version yeah release candidate um oh did i is that that's the I new think nomenclature so, right? it's not it's not golden master it's release the candidate. Name. it's not gm anymore it's rc yeah I, w- I would think so there's not even beta 7 had basically nothing new in it the last changes were in beta 6 with the siri voices uh past couple of betas have been just stability i do still see some odd issues and some visual glitches in in beta eight, uh, like my keyboard got stuck in messages last night, for example. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Like it wouldn't leave? Like what? What do you mean it got stuck? It would stay pinned on screen. Um, oh, like the software keyboard. Okay. Right. The software keyboard, yes. But yeah, I guess this is the final version. Or they could release the release candidate on Tuesday. After the event? Well, I think this is probably the last version before they include all the things they need to include to support what they need to support after exactly. the event. So you're right. So I could see like RC with new features after the event and then it goes live the following day or on Thursday. Yeah, the very final, final release. Yeah, uh, final underscore final. Joe uh, Rossigno, who has a fancy name that I can't pronounce in the Federico. Rossigno. It says, I was 14.5 has been in beta for two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, right. this has very clearly right. been dragged along. Yeah, like I, I think I said this before, like this definitely seems like the beta that they just kept adding features to because they just had a bit, like those Siri voices, I think they just got added in because they were late. Right, like this whole thing has gone on at probably much further than they were expecting. It's very funny to me that there will be an iOS 14 update in like late April, early May. Do you think we'll get a 14.6 before WWDC? 
Um, I could see that, but n- not with any major features. I would no, because it's going to be really pushing against it, right? Like I think last year they did the points. If I'm not mistaken, they kept doing those versions because of the contact tracing stuff. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember they were they were adding that before, and maybe even during WWDC. Um, they kept releasing updates to iOS 14 for the contact tracing API. I don't think it. Hmm, I don't think it's gonna happen with 14. Point, uh, with iOS 14. Because it's just funny that this thing will come out and then it's like seven weeks later and then it's WWDC. So I uh, I would say this is probably the, even considering the amount of features in this release. Like there's a lot. I I finished my story and it's gonna be published whenever this thing comes awesome. out. There's a lot of f- like just feature additions here and there throughout the entire OS. There's a bunch of stuff in music. There's a bunch of stuff in Apple News, in Reminders, and um, there's the privacy features. Like there's there's a lot of little things that suggest to me like this is a packed release before, like this is the the last major one, and then they're just gonna do stability and fixes, but they're gonna focus on iOS 15 going forward. You would assume so. Because surely yeah. they already are focusing on iOS 15, right? Like they're, I mean, they're making obviously. it. Obviously, it's like the, it's, the, the, it's definitely happening. So we're doing Ricky's today, which means there is an event next week, which is probably going to be mostly focused on iPads and like iPads are nice and everything. But what about iPhones in 2022 and 2023? Should we talk about those instead? <laughs> Minchi Please released some reports. About the next two years of iPhones. So 2021, that's still coming, you know, and we will talk about 2021 iPhones a little bit later on. We probably spoke about the 2021 iPhone a year ago because Ming-Chi Kuo has these kinds of reports this early uh, in advance. But the 2022 lineup of phones is predicted to only contain three. Sorry, iPhone mini fans. It ain't you. Mm-hmm. Ming-Chi Kuo is reporting that there will be two 6.1-inch and one 6.7-inch phone, uh, two of them being of the Pro variety and then one with the non-Pro variety. This is interesting because it seems like like uh, Kuo did report that the 2021 line would have a Mini, but maybe, it, it, let's just assume for a moment that it has undersold. Uh, Apple probably had already committed to doing it for that year. And now if they if it isn't going to work out, they're going to drop it in 2022 or, which is what I think is more likely, put it on an almost SE-like refresh. I think that, to, to, for me personally, I figure that's probably what they're more likely to do is not completely kill the product, but maybe put it on a slower refresh and then ultimately phase out the SE in favor of this smaller phone, but we'll see. Um, this 2022 iPhone in the Pro model will have a 48 megapixel main camera with Quo saying, we believe that the camera quality of the new 2H22, which means the second half of 2022 iPhone, will elevate mobile phone camera photography to a new level. It will also have an 8K video uh, recording option and a hole-punch camera on the front. So this is something that has been rumored before, I think, and so Apple might be moving to a hole-punch. The rumor is 2021 sees a smaller notch, and then potentially 2022, they go to hole punch. What I actually expect is happening here, especially when one of the things for the 2023 iPhone is under display face ID. Mm-hmm. 
what I think would be happening here is in 2021, Apple shrinks the overall size of the sensors. In 2022, they're able to put some of the sensors behind the screen. And then by 2023, they put everything, including the camera behind the screen. So like it's this kind of like shrinking in. Okay. Um, the 2023 iPhone will also have a periscope lens. These are the ones that allow uh, the large zooms, the like 10, yes. 15, 120x, 10x zooms. 15, yeah. um, and the 2023 model, as well as having under display face ID, there is also an under display touch ID. Now it's not said whether the same phone will have both of these or if it be different phones will have different uh, under display options. So what will the 2021 iPhone have if all of this stuff is coming later? S year, baby! Like a slightly smaller notch? Yeah, I think that's the main rumor at this point. Um, but it doesn't even look that much smaller from the components that I've leaked so far. It's funny to do a quick Google and see all of the websites that thought today's uh, report from Ming-Chi Kuo was about the 2021 iPhone when that is not the case at all. Like, otherwise, I think it's going to be an S year for uh, the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Because if it's only like the notch getting slightly smaller, but then the big stuff like hole punch camera, whole new rear camera next year, and in two years under display face ID and touch ID, that basically means that we're getting just uh, this, the same design again this year. Things we don't know about, but... Rumored features, rumored features, rumored features. We actually spoke about All this right. uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> um, smaller notch, it? 120 hertz ProMotion display, camera improvements, A15 chip. Oh, yeah, the display. The 120 hertz is probably going to be the big feature. Can't wait to turn it off. But, like, it's not a, you know... Face ID under the display big feature. No, no. Right. So, cool. Okay. Uh, boy, I really want that 2023 iPhone. <laughs> That's, can we skip to that? I just want that. <laughs> we'll take let's, that, let's Minchiko. Uh, thank you. I'm going to open my email. Right. Tim at apple.com. Can we just have the 2023 one, please? Just skip to 2023. What are we wasting fine. our time with these two years for? It's time to kill the iPhone mini. Right. And uh, give us the under-display face ID, please. Yes. Like, do you guys think it's going to look strange to have... So looking at the 2022 iPhone Mm -hmm. next Mm -hmm. year, is it going to be strange to have both a smaller notch and a hole punch camera in the front? I don't think there will be both. So the smaller notch is 2021. I think 2022, there isn't a notch. I don't think there is a notch. Oh, f- hole punch face ID then? Yeah. You think? Oh, well, okay. My, my theory is that the camera is in a hole punch and they're able to put some of the sensors behind the screen. That's what I think they're not Okay. Hmm. And then by 2023, hmm. they can actually put the camera behind the screen. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Still, this year's iPhone sounds kind of boring. Well, so. we've wanted that 120 hertz for a long time. So I'll be excited for that at least. Are we going to have 8K... T- I'm sorry. Are we going to have 8K TVs anytime soon? Like, are you guys planning... I was thinking about this actually a few weeks ago. Um, 8K televisions. Mm-hmm. I still feel like my 4K TV is kind of new. Even though it isn't, it's turning... Like, I, I've had this TV since 2017, I guess. Are we really going to upgrade to an 8K TV soon? Is it necessary? Does it matter? Well, the problem... With 8K, if you consider it as a problem, is the TVs are massive, right? So 
Right. And 8K TVs, they begin at 55 inches, but there aren't many of those. They're mostly in the 65 to 80 inch range, which that's far too large for me. But I mean, by the time that I would consider an 8K television, I don't imagine that I would be in my apartment here. I should be in a bigger place. So maybe, but I have no real desire for it for a while. Like I only have just gotten a 4K like a good 4K TV. Yep. Like I had a 4K TV before, but it was a bad one. I'm not. I'm not in any rush. I think it's going to be a long time before 8K content exists. Yeah. Right. Like games consoles have just gone 4K. So yeah. I think we're many. Well, years you buy away. a PS5 and it says 8K on the box, but it's not really no. true. I mean. Sure, you can play 8K at like, what, 20 frames yeah, per second? Yeah, these games consoles say they can do a lot of things, but it's one of those, yeah. that we have all these three things, pick one of them. <laughs> That's as much as you can do at one time. Yeah. You know, oh, you want 4K? Yeah. Oh, you can't have 120 frames. What's wrong with you? This episode of Connected is brought to you by Mac Weldon. This year, spring is going to hit a little different because we're all finally starting to get back outside and see friends again. No matter where your next adventure takes you, bring the comfort and style of Mack Weldon along for the ride. Your closet is going to thank you. Whether it's hoodies, polos, tees, or active shorts, everything in the Mack Weldon collection mixes and matches seamlessly to fit in with any other trendy products you may have. I love spring, getting back out, getting uh, to do stuff out in the yard, riding the bike, all of that stuff. And Mack Weldon is right there with me. I've got a couple pairs of sweatpants that I love, but now that it's getting cooler, I'm transitioning right into active shorts. Whether you're shopping for socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, or shorts, Mack Weldon promises comfort and a consistent fit so you can look great and feel great. From working out, going out, going to work, or on a date, Mack Weldon is for everyday life. And with a wide range of customized fabrics, your garments will keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. And don't forget to join Weldon Blue, the totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life, and once you reach level 2 by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them, and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com connected and enter the promo code CONNECTED. That's MacWeldon. Dot com slash connected. The promo code connected will get you 20% off. Mac Weldon is reinventing men's basics. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for the support of the show and Relay FM. Time to read the rules. Yes. Read them rules, son. <laughs> the Bill of Rickies. <laughs> last amended on January 13th, 2021. I feel like the last amended thing is a bad idea because... It will just always be when was the last time they did the Rickies? Oh, that was the last. It sounds time. like yeah, no. a cha- uh, it sounds like a challenge to me. Like, <laughs> ooh, last time I did Journey Thirteen. I bet we can come up with a new amendment. Uh, it's like the sign in the warehouse. This may day since an accident. <laughs> <laughs> there are two types of Rickies: annual Rickies and keynote Rickies. The winner of the annual Rickies is named the annual chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account for the full year. This position is awarded every January. The Keynote Rickies winner is named the Keynote Chairman and retains the rights of the corresponding Twitter account until the next Keynote is held. That is currently held by me. 
annual winners roll over to preserve the order of picks. For example, the 2019 annual winner gets to go first for the next annual picks. Order for the Keynote Rookies is based on the previous Apple event. The loser goes last. To earn any points, everything written down in the prediction document must come true. No half points may be awarded in any round, and picks cannot be reused. One point is awarded for any pick deemed correct in the first two rounds. Two points will be awarded for correct picks in the risky pick round. If your risky pick is wrong, you lose a point. And the two other hosts must agree that your pick is, quote, risky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. The winner of the regular and risky picks must be granted access to the annual or event chairman Twitter account and will retain access until another winner is named. I like the must in there. You know, it's like there is an assumption that there could be some kind of coup attempted. It's like, no, no, they must. You cannot hold on to it. We also have the flexies. Loser of the flexies must compensate the winner of the flexies by donating to the charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong flexi made by the loser. In the case of a tie, the ratio of correct to incorrect flexies will be taken into account. Each host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Flexies may be reused as future flexies or regular picks. And the money, of course, must be donated on air. As a reminder, because this is a podcast. As a reminder, Mike is the current annual chairman, and I am the current keynote chairman. I guess my Twitter handle is on the line. And to uh, remind people, the last time we did this was in November 2020 for that event. In the regular picks, the scoring was me, and then Mike, and then Federico was the loser. I also won the flexies. Mike came in second, and Federico also lost the flexies. So Federico has everything to prove this time around. <laughs> Anything to prove, really. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I have nothing to prove to you, old man. So I don't need to prove anything. <laughs> beautiful document, beautifully uh, announced. Yep. It Steven. was really good. Thank you. I don't have any amendments. Not yet. I mean, I don't either. We might before the end of the... The amendments yeah. usually come up because of some contention in the picks as we go through. I do believe the Bill of Rickies has reached an ideal state of pseudo-perfection, I would say. Clarity and chaos. It sits perfectly on a knife's edge between clarity and chaos, I think. So we have all of our picks, Mm -hmm. all of our risky picks, and all of our flexes prepared. Stephen, you go first. My round one pick. The iPad Pro is updated to a variant of the A14 chip. It's currently using the A12Z, and we just haven't seen an A13 iPad Pro. The A14 is the current silicon on the iPhone, so feeling pretty good about this. What do you feel about the people out there that suggest that it might be some variant of the M1? Which is itself a variant of the A14. But if they don't say that, if if it's the M1 in there, you don't get your point. It doesn't. We'll see how they describe They've it. They've never said the M1 is a variant of the A14. I don't think they're going to mix the branding. <laughs> we are already arguing. Yeah. No, no, I'm merely just <laughs> positing this as a as a thing, right? I win this unless Federico's pick comes true, in which case they may use the M1 to support Thunderbolt. And so... Hey, spoilers. But... Hey, come on. Jeez. We're going to hear it in like four minutes. Yeah, but it's still spoilers. 
I think the way that this present is presented, like I think the audience likes to believe that we don't know each other's picks beforehand, right? That we're all just bringing them to the show. This is part of the got you know the pretense of mm-hmm. the show. Look, Still. everything's a variant of the original A four, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it looks like that. <laughs> Technically, I mean, well, what I'll say is, I just I, the reason I wanted to point this out there is in the off chance, because if they say it has the M1 in it, I don't think you mm-hmm. get the point. Unless Apple, for some reason, says the M1 is a variant of the A14, which is something they have never said. I just want to put that out there. I don't think they're. I just don't think they're going to mix the branding between the iPad and the Mac. I don't either. I think it will be the A14X. Or... But you're right. If they say, "Oh, this is the M1," and there's no mention of the A14, then I would lose this. But I don't. I don't think well, they're going to. I have another. Mix. I have another question. I have another question for you. Because just again, we're just putting these things out there. This isn't really a question. I thought this was such going to be an easy pick. Right, but here's the thing: we need to talk about these things. Otherwise, this segment's done in 20 seconds. Right, so we're having conversations around this stuff. Mm. What if they go for A15? What if they just jump 14 completely? He doesn't get the point. No, and it's not about points. I'm now just asking the two of you this thing. Well, that would be surprising, right? I can't imagine that that's ready. Yeah, but they can call it whatever they want, right? <laughs> they, they could call... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, but Apple but Apple only changes the name when it changes the thing, usually with its silicon. So mm-hmm. I, my guess is that we would see the A14X or something. But I, I guess what Mike is saying, or maybe what we can imagine is... What if it's based on the M1? So it can be called, so it obviously cannot be called the A13, right? Because that never existed. And what if it's based on the M1? Therefore, it's not the A14. Might as well just call it the A15 for iPad. Or so the A15X or something. They come up with a whole new brand for the iPad right. chip. The i15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that i7 from Intel. We're more than twice as good. <laughs> Or I guess technically it would be I won, right? Oh, uh, oh, is that like a joke? No, like I won. Oh no, it like wasn't. You lost. I no, won. I just meant if they came up with a specific mm. iPad chip, they would go to one. Mm. They wouldn't go to fifteen, right? Right. They would start over. Uh, maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, why would you call it I won? It's well, but I wouldn't go for I either. Like improved. I would. I wouldn't call it I. I don't know what letter. What I'm would given. you? What kind of letter would you use for an iPad? I mean, T for tablet is already. Right, the used. A14 is not in the iPhone, is it? <laughs> so the, the P1, the, the P1 doesn't really sound nice. You can give it any name. So, uh, I can go with X. The X mm-hmm. one. X one cool. would be cool. X one. I would think be cool. if they would go for X for the graphics chip that they make. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Yes, I am on the X1 train already. Yes, they are gonna change the name of the chip. It's gonna be called the X1. That I have decided. They are gonna do that. So <laughs> wow. well done, Mike. <laughs> you get the point. Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, Steve in the chat says, "I think you mean ten one." So okay, Stephen, can you just uh, can you just remind everyone of your pick, and then we'll move on. The iPad Pro is updated to a variant of the A14 chip. Okay. My pick, super boring. The 12.9-inch iPad Pro ships later than the 11-inch iPad Pro. See, this is how he wins these things. But okay. he didn't win. Cool. But I didn't. Well, I won the annual, but... Or the time before that. Yeah, I don't have particularly inspiring round one and two picks. In fact, when you think about it, Stephen, in the, Stephen is the silent winner. He's not silent about it, I'll tell you that. He won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he has this aura of like he doesn't seem like somebody who's actually won all the previous competitions. What you're saying is he feels like a loser, but he's actually a winner. No, but it's like it. it <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Do you it, remember it, what was the pick? Like what was that pick that you destroyed us on that time? Was it the Mac Mini? The Mac yeah, Mini. The Mac the Mini, Mac Mini oh, one that was the worst. See, he's sneaky yeah, he's like sneaky. that. He has mm-hmm. those. He's got those spe- those picks that that he that he puts in the documents. Like, man, you're getting point after point. I'm keeping an eye on you, Stephen. We should remind people. Uh, that there is a website you can go to to see how we've done in the past. What is it? Uh, it I'm, I'm waiting for the chat room to catch up with me to give me the URL because I don't remember off the top of my head. But it's all there of our is, so There is a website. Yes. Is what we're saying. Yes. And it will be in the show notes. <laughs> and in a minute or two, I can tell you what the URL is. Well, it's, there is a website. Oh, the there's internet. no good URL. It's the Notion database. So I'll just put okay, a link I'm gonna, I'm gonna, in the show notes. I'm going to buy a domain and point to that. I think it's pretty readable. Notion.so slash connected with a capital C uh, dash two six two seven two five one five six a zero zero four one b. Don't post messages. This code it's scrolling the BD nine B zero two four eight C one seven two eight six two C B zero. Pretty easy. Easy. I've seen worse domain names. That's true. Like Fork Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I had it right there. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. We got it, we got it in. All so. right. I am going to buy a domain for okay. this. Do we all have to sit around and wait for you to do that? Let me talk about my pick. Uh, there were rumors and reports that the 12.9 uh, was shipping later, and it actually might have been one of the reasons that this event seems to have taken as long as it's taken that there seem to be some yield issues, which now seem to have possibly been resolved with either the mini-LED screen or the controller, like the chip controller for the mini-LED screen and or both of them. Um, And also, to be honest, the fact that it seems like... I'm not trying to preempt any potential picks. It seems like the mini-LED technology is only going to be on a 12.9-inch iPad Pro would suggest to me that it has the potential of being just a little bit delayed and that the 11 might have been easier for Apple to make. So they could have got ahead of that anyway. And this is not outside of history for them to do this, right? To have two products in the same line, one ships one day, one ships another. They've they've done this before. Mm -hmm. So I just think this isn't a particularly exciting pick, but I'm trying to win, so. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, there's been a lot of conversation about this time there may be differences. Mm -hmm. And, and, and Apple has gone back and forth on this, right? Like the original 12.9 came out and then the 9.7 came out in the spring and it brought True Tone and something else, wide color maybe? Possibly. And then like the big iPad caught up. Yeah. And so they they have fallen out of lockstep before and I, I could see them doing that again. But I mean, this wouldn't, this wouldn't really be like, they would say something like, and you will be able to purchase the bigger one in you know, two weeks later or something. Or they just ship a little bit later. Like you could buy them all, one ships Friday, one ships exactly. next week or something. Ten yeah. days later. Yeah. Uh, that URL, if you want to see our past progress, is therickies.online. And that's with an IE. I want a dot .passion, but that doesn't seem to be a top-level domain. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, I know. It's too bad. Too also, bad. maybe I don't want to own a dot .passion domain. I feel like that's a one-way ticket to a lot of emails I don't want. The thing is, if there was a dot .passion domain, it would be expensive. Like, those ones would just be expensive. They would be like... Well, you know, Hover protects your data from the bad guys. So. We're not in the ad yet. you got to wait. 
you got got to wait for that. It's next, right? You get Federico's pick comes first, and then yeah, and then hovers next. And then you can then you can talk about the domain that you bought and how fast it was. But until then, <laughs> all right, Federico, drop this steaming hot pick on us. I'm bringing the flavor as always to to the Rikis. <laughs> okay, my first regular pick is the following. At least one of the new iPad Pros will have a drumroll, drumroll, please, uh, Thunderbolt USB 4 port, similar to the M1 Max. I mean, this isn't that so, much of a bombshell. You know that, right? Right. Well, but it's got more flavor. Than, uh, than, what is than the flavor? Picks. That is done by me. Uh, it's, it's Italian seasoning. That's <laughs> just what it is. It's, uh, it's an, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's presented in style. <laughs> so German reported this actually a few weeks ago that in testing uh, one of the iPad Pro models had a Thunderbolt uh, port instead of the old USB-C one. German wrote how that will allow for faster connections and for support for more uh, for supporting more types of accessories connected via USB-C to the iPad Pro. Now, for context, the 2018 iPad Pro and the current one, the 2020 revision to that, they support the, I believe, USB 3.2 USB 3.2 standard, which is the 10 gigabit per second transfer one. Now, USB 4, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, 40 gigabit per second transfer rate. Yes, if yes, if you're using the yeah. Thunderbolt. Like on the other end, it's also capable of like those Thunderbolt speeds. Right. It's it is the most confusing thing. But yeah, you're basically right. In trying to make it easier, they have once again made it worse. <laughs> they they yeah. made it more confusing. There's a support document on the K-Base that explains the, the, what Macs have. Uh, a Thunderbolt 3 USB-C and a Thunderbolt slash USB 4 port. It's it's all very confusing. You have to also pronounce the light, the Thunderbolt uh, <laughs> symbol. That If you look in this document, they put the little Thunderbolt logo in text put, next go. to it. It's like, you can use the Thunderbolt port <laughs> on your Mac to connect to display. <laughs> it's like, you gotta do that <laughs> every time uh so yes i'm uh, my first pick is they will add this new port to the uh, to at least one of the new ipad pros and it'll be a thunderbolt usb 4 port just like on the m1 max now the big question is why do this and what will this allow but i guess we're gonna <laughs> talk about this <laughs> in a few minutes Ooh, foreshadowing Yes. I mean, it, it, why not do this? Well, right. Especially since the iPad Air has USB C, like you could differentiate the iPad Pro a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Why not? As an argument, makes a lot of sense. Why also makes a lot of sense as a question. Like, why do this? Is that really needed on iPad? As it currently stands, like what else could you could you possibly need Thunderbolt and USB four for on the iPads? I mean, do you really crave faster connections for external drives and pen drives on your iPad? No. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hover. It's where I just bought a domain <laughs> live on the show. 
you know, if you have a big idea or a business or you just need to cover up a really nasty Notion URL, Hover's the place to start. They have over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. I went with Dot .online just a few minutes ago, the Ricky's Dot .online. No matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. They have excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have because Hover is dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. They have free who is privacy so the bad guys don't get your information by looking it up. They have clean UX and UI so you can purchase something really quickly when your co-hosts are talking. And they have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. In fact, when I bought Dot Online, it was on sale. It's easy to see why Hover is the popular choice for people starting businesses or buying domains on a whim. I own all of my domains through Hover. I actually had a really fun Hover email just the other uh, day where Relay.fm is coming up for renewal pretty soon. And I thought that was pretty cool. Kind of kind of gave me a, a good feeling that we've been doing this a long time. And it also shows the time of year that that, <laughs> that we registered the domain, even though the company didn't launch until August. Mm-hmm. It takes time to build a podcast network. So uh, you're going to appreciate Hover. Super clean, easy to use, easy to navigate. Buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected and get a 10% discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time, hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with Hover. Our thanks to Hover for the support of the show and Relay FM. Round the second. The 12.9 inch iPad Pro. I'm changing that. The big iPad Pro is updated with a feature that is unique to it. Oh, so regional. Okay. So your pick is literally. The big iPad Pro gets a new feature that is unique to it that the that other iPads don't have. Okay, define unique to it. Say that it gets Thunderbolt, but the 11 inch doesn't. Then I would win. Or it gets a fancy new screen and the 11 inch doesn't. Then I win. Or it gets an operating system that makes sense and the 11 inch doesn't. Then I win. An operating system that makes sense. What? <laughs> okay. Sure. Okay. So you're basically saying the big iPad Pro gets something that the small one doesn't have. Yeah. Mm. Mike, mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, this is like the most pedestrian pick of basically all the picks. Right? Like it's. Sure. Okay. It's, it's a well, sneaky. He's playing to win. We're all playing to win. Well, I don't think. I don't know if Federico's playing to win. See? I think Federico's playing his own Silent game. winner. Silent winner. Hey, I'm planning to okay. win. I just want to win with, with style. style. And when I eventually it's do gonna it. It's going to be great. It's going to be a whole show yeah. around Odds it. Yeah. would dictate that eventually, on a long enough time frame, you would win. If, if you, even if and you it's going to be fireworks yep. and cocktails, Unless, everything, the whole I'll thing. I'll look forward to that. Yes. Though. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to set fireworks off in my office. It's not very big. No, we can do it. You got a backyard. You yeah, can do you it. That's true. Okay, I'll do it you, in my you, backyard. You, you've done things in that backyard. Yeah. So. You could set off fireworks like that. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, this is probably the mini LED screen will be what wins in this, uh, but there could be, you know, yeah. that Thunderbolt port could be unique to the bigger one, but I don't think it would be mm-hmm. because otherwise I don't even know what the point of the 11-inch uh, iPad Pro will be. Like, it does, you know, it's got to have something. Um, mm-hmm. My pick, are we done with that pick? There isn't really much more to talk about that, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lock. I had a completely different pick for my round two <laughs> pick and then thought how fun it would be for me to continue on this train, so I'm doing it. The iPad Pro gets 5G. 5G, 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 5G. 5G has been so kind to me in previous rookies. And it seems pretty pretty obvious to me that, that they would do that. It, it needs it for as much as Apple would seem to suggest that anything needs 5G. I'm, I mean... Yeah, the pandemic's slowing down, so we got to get some more five G out there, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, that one was a slow. That got that took a second for that one to get to no, me. No, people are going to take their iPads out. They want to use fast networking. What are you talking about? Uh, that's not what you. <laughs> wow, Mike. Oh God. Honestly, since I've since I've enabled five G on my iPhone, it's been like like a completely different device. Do you actually have five G? I do, but it's not really that much different. <laughs> yeah. Do you you don't have the good five G though, right? You have the the regular five G, not the. What is good five G? There's, well, there's the, what is it called again? It's millimeter wave, and then the other one. Does it say good five G in yes. settings? Yep. Oh, it says you have good five G. It scrolls past in that corner. If your phone doesn't have that, sub six is the other one, right? Is what it's called. What what are these names? What does it mean? It's like the USB people were in charge of five G. <laughs> That is actually what it seems like. So that's it. The iPad Pro gets 5G, or at least an option for it. 5G. Okay. All right. Cool. My regular pick is a bit more specific, but it's also kind of the opposite of Steven. Um, the smaller iPad Pro does not have a new display technology like the bigger iPad Pro model. So um, the rumor is that only the bigger iPad Pro version will get the fancy new mini LED display. So I am predicting that the smaller one will not have a new display technology. I guess one potential point of confusion is, and maybe this could use some rephrasing to get to what I mean, Apple could still update the display in the smaller iPad Pro, but also have a different technology altogether in the bigger one. Yeah, so the core of what you're saying is that the technology is different, not that it's new at all. That's a Exactly. So the big, only the bigger one gets the new display tech. That's the core of the pick. I'm confused because I feel like you've said two different things now. Can can so you're saying I'm saying th that the smaller iPad Pro does not get the new t display technology that the bigger version does. What if the 11 inch got a new type of display technology that isn't the same as the one that's what i was afraid of in in yeah. reading this pick out loud so what if you reworded it as only the large ipad gets a new display technology yeah that could work and that's the pick you want to make huh or you get specific and name the display technology apple might not call it i don't think apple's going to call it mini led though I was thinking about this. I'm not sure if they would. Yeah, but if that's what it is, I can call it, you know, fancy pixels or whatever they're going to... You know, they always have some stupid product name. Well, it'll be something retina, won't it? Right? It'll be Probably. crystal retina. Something like that. Because they have... Double retina they all the way. liquid retina, right? Yes. What is the What are the OLED screens called? Do they, do they have a name? Uh, Super Retina Super. XDR? That's the current one, isn't it? Yeah. Is it really called Super Retina Let's see. XDR? IPhone. I know it's got XDR <laughs> in it because I remember people making fun really of that the at the time. Oh my god! Yeah, let's see. I'm gonna see what they call it. Um, Super Tech Specs. Wait, 
Is Liquid Retina only on the iPad? No, li- Liquid Retina is an LCD that's curved, so like the iPhone XR and the 11. Yeah. And the iPad yes. is also yes. the Liquid Apple Retina. Apple calls okay. it the Super Retina XDR display. There we go. So I think Super Duper Retina XDR display would fit. What is the- no, then they will call it Super Liquid Retina. The SDR XDR, Super Display... Retina. Super duper Retina XDR, SDR XDR. Nailed they will call it Super Retina Plus display. XDR. Oh my god, this is terrible. Super terrible. Retina XDR Pro. S- still, <laughs> my pick is only the big iPad Pro gets it. Okay. Not the small okay, one. Okay, so I do think we need to reword this. So yes, you want to take a shot at that rewarding it. No, you're better than... Okay, so I'm going to say Federico's pick is only the big iPad Pro. So the iPhone 11 Pro also had the Super Retina XDR display. I do not remember that being that. Previously, previously it was Super Retina HD on the iPhone XS and XS Max, Mm. which the iPhone X also had that name. So it went from Retina on the iPhone 8 to... Super Retina, and they well, Retina HD display on the iPhone. Then it went to Super Retina HD on the iPhone 10. The okay. iPhone 10s Max still had Super. Then the iPhone 11 got Liquid Retina HD. The iPhone 11 Pro got Super Retina XDR display. Oh my! Did I. I lost. The yeah, I know it got a bit bad there. I apologize. Three it, iPhones ago, there was only so much I could do. It's on the tech specs page if you want to read it, like the comparison this page. Is terrible. In case you terrible need that. names. Okay. Cool. Only the big iPad Pro gets a new display technology. Yeah. 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 Cool. So you're just narrowing my pick, basically. So if it gets yes Thunderbolt, you get round one, I get round two, but you and no new display, you don't get round two. So our our picks are very integrated with each other well they're all all of these picks are very two picks have become one mixed up because you've got the 12 point my one about them shipping differently is equated on the fact that only one of them has an update which is tricky which is probably the screen so yeah we're all holding hands and stepping into the unknown and also up until this point all three of us are saying that only iPad Pros are at this event. There is nothing else. And as Kate has mentioned, well, no, no, we're just we're just making guesses about iPad Pros. Uh, you know, we'll get to I the Mac in a minute. Up until this point, maybe. And as Kate has said, if there are no iPad Pros, <laughs> we are ruined. This is gonna be interesting if there's no well, iPad. Pros. Do you remember what they did last year when it was like, oh, it's gonna be this, and then they just released a set of products that nobody was expecting because they were gonna do an event a couple of weeks later on and then another one so. yeah yeah we got the what the ipad air and the small ipad and then the watch all together it's like what, what is happening i actually have a, a point that's been brought up from josh in the chat that i'm the only one of the three of us that has listed actual sizes of the ipads the two of you have written big ipad pro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> do you think that was an no i don't mind? now now i've seen it is it, I guess it's too mm-hmm. late for me to change mine, right? Yeah. Well, the pick has been... The pick has been locked in. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's I, I am in. perfectly happy to not change it. Uh, just Honestly, I don't I don't think it's... it's an no, issue. neither do I. I do. But I merely yeah. wanted to note that as a uh, you know potential foreshadowing for me. Mm. Okay. Time 
for the risky picks. Whew, okay. At this event, we see some sort of AR-focused hardware. This I, It okay. felt like you wanted to win, and then you decided that this would be your, your risky <laughs> pick. This is... Uh, okay. It is risky. It's so risky. It's not going to happen. But remember, we both Mike and I, we reacted the exact same way for the Mac Mini. No, we're, this is a completely different level to the Mac but Mini it's one. A, I also think this is like a completely different story. Multiple reports are saying this is not ready. There's a whole developer angle that would have to be explained for this kind of device. This is a... But oh, hold on though, but Steven is saying we see some sort of AR-focused AR hardware. Could be a teaser. No, they would. why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. No, I don't think it's happening. Because I my feeling would be that this will be its own thing completely when they do an event for this, mm. because they will want to try and pitch it as this is the biggest thing since the iPhone. Like, I don't think it's happening attached to anything else. And plus... I agree with the thinking that this is an event that they will want, they will want and kind of need people in person to be able to get press to try it and to talk about it. No oh, man, in person event. This is going to be an in person event, which will happen in the summer to fall, mm. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, so good so luck to you, Stephen. Stephen, explain your explain your like what made you pick this one. You know, just wishful thinking. <laughs> I just um, sometimes I just I just feel the spirit speaking to me. I think we may see some sort of AR focused hardware. Why? Just feels like we could see some sort of AR focused hardware. Why do you keep saying it like that? Like, either say I didn't know what else to pick, or give us more information. <laughs> no, I I it just I just I'm just putting. Tim Cook wants us to have charts in everyone's eyes, you know? They're excited about so it. So you think next Tuesday, Apple are going mm-hmm. to show off their mixed reality headset? I think we could see some sort of AR-focused hardware. I'm going to quit this show if you keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I will just leave. <laughs> it's risky, man. You know? I just, I just want to feel something again. All right, we're just going to move on because he's not going to give us any more than that. Uh, my my risk my risky pick is I don't really know why I'm doing this to myself. Two sizes of iMac announced. Two of them. Yeah. And there's an iMac. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. So iMac itself just isn't going to be enough, even though there's been nothing said about it. That still seems possible, yeah. right? That they'll be like, here's the new iMac. And I do, I do believe personally there will be some kind of Mac-focused announcements next week. I don't know why there aren't as many leaks about that, but you know, this is a thing in the past where like iPhones, iPads, that stuff always leaks more often and and sooner than than Mac Definitely. stuff does anyway. Plus, the volumes are totally different, all that kind of stuff. So I do think that there's a possibility for a Mac, and I think. The, the risky part of saying too is that the larger iMac is more likely to have a non-M1 chip in it and a smaller iMac is very likely to have an M1 chip in it. So seems pretty risky, I think, to suggest that both of them would be shown off. But I'm not... I, all I'll say is, as proven by the Mac Mini, 
Apple has surprised us with um, Apple mm-hmm. Silicon focused Mac hardware announcements. So I wouldn't put it past them to do it again. And like, so one of the other reasons that I would say this is it's a, still a long time until WWDC, when the other, which is the next time that they might show off a bigger iMac. And they are quickly stopping selling all kinds of iMacs. Right? And so, yeah. I can see a world where this happens. I can see Apple saying, we have the small iMac, it's an M1, have at it. And we have the bigger iMac, and just because I don't know what the name would be, let's call it the M1X. And it's the first M1X machine. And then at WWC in five weeks or six weeks, whenever it is, Apple says, hey, here are you know MacBook Pros and a high-end Mac Mini with the M1X we debuted in the iMac. I think that's fine to do. Apple has, over the last several years, spent WWDC stage time on hardware, so they definitely could be saving all of this. Well, but uh, the MacBook Pro is definitely that's the developer machine. happening at WWDC. Yeah, that's, that's the machine developers buy. They could, and I think they probably would, tease this small Mac Pro. No, it's too soon for that, I think. If they've got it. I don't think so. They they have done that twice. The Mac Pro and the iMac Pro both teased in June for release in December. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure, even though my yearly pick says I think all the Apple Silicon Macs will be out this year, feel like the small Mac Pro throws a wrench in that, but we'll see. I'd love for it to be, but I just don't know. I like this, though. I'd love to see some Mac stuff in here. And in thinking about what makes an event, the smallest Apple event really can be like three pieces of hardware, like we saw the watch the iPad, the iPad Air, and in like five seconds about Apple One. Like that feels like the minimum size of an Apple event. And so if it's just two iPad Pros and maybe some other iPad gets updated, the iPad Mini, for instance, it doesn't feel like that's enough. And and so you start thinking about what else could they put in here. And I think the iMac is a great contender. I like this as a risky pick. Please, the passionate ones, stop screaming air tags at us, right? Just wait. Okay, I know. Like, is that question like, what else mm-hmm. could it be? Like, everyone's thinking, obviously, air tags. We just haven't gotten to that discussion yet. But I do think it's time. The iMac, it's time. Like, it's it's definitely time. And I think we're going to see at least one of them. And uh, so, why not say, hey, we're going to get two of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Federico. Federico. Yes. What is going? Yes. You have taken. Okay. Read read your pick, and then yeah. I have, I have a comment before we get in, dive into it. My risky pick is the iPad Pro with an updated USB 4 slash Thunderbolt port. This is unprecedented. So this pick builds upon a regular pick. I don't recall any pick that has ever been made where you are presupposing that your previous pick is 100% correct. Right. I'm a confident person, so I believe in myself and I believe in my regular pick. You can lose... If they don't, if they don't update the port in any way, you, you can't win. Like, but that's where the fun lies, right? It's that's what makes it. That's what makes it tick. It's it's the the risk of it. All right, lay the passion the upda- on us. The, the iPad Pro with an updated USB four slash Thunderbolt port features a new kind of support for external displays. I need to ask you another qualifying question. Yes. Is that the end of the pick, or is the pick continuing? That's the end of the pick. Okay, cool. Because typically what we put in the document 
is what the pick is. So when I opened our document today and saw this, I thought that you had literally lost your mind. So I'm pleased. No, sorry. That is that is just the context. No, for this it. is cool. The, like no, that's the, good. That's good. I, I'm happy. So we can delete the context. No, just leave it there for me when we're yeah, because you uh, get bragging when rights. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put them in italics. No, no, no. I mean, you. No, no. Just that is just needed for me right okay. now. Yeah. While do I think show. I want to leave them in the document though. So if it is right, I want to see just how right you end up being. All right. Cool. So this is just my my thinking behind this, right? So once again, assuming that the iPad Pro is getting a fancy new USB port that supports USB four and Thunderbolt in the same connector, what's the reason to change the USB port on the iPad? would be my first question. Like, why do it? This is what we were talking about before. Are users really in need of much, fa- much faster USB transfer rates? I guess maybe some of them are. So folks who are using an iPad, like photographers or, or people who work in video and they want to transfer uh, video files or photos um, from cameras to an iPad Pro, I guess faster USB connection could be useful. But is that really enough of a reason to you know, to change the USB port and uh, switch to Thunderbolt as well. Because once again, German said one of the new iPad Pro models, uh, Apple was testing a Thunderbolt port for it. That's not necessarily like the big selling point for this new USB connector. And when you think about it, and if you go back and read the reviews and read, you know, basically the same argument that keeps coming up over and over whenever iPad Pro users talk about the iPad Pro is just how lacking it is when you want to use it at a desk with an external display, right? It's the feature that that it, like every iPad Pro only or iPad Pro first user who buys into the modularity of the device, right? The kind of person who has a magic keyboard, but also a stand and also an external monitor, but basically somebody like me, but I'm not alone in this. We always say, well, it's a great device, too bad for the external display support. And I think switching to Thunderbolt and USB 4 would be the right time to take a look at that functionality and say, we can make it better. We can have more bandwidth, which means we could potentially, you know, daisy chain more devices, support more kinds of displays with higher resolutions, right? Uh, 8K displays or something like the, uh, what's it called, the fancy, the Pro Display XDR. Mm-hmm. Um, any display that supports Thunderbolt could be used with this iPad Pro, including the ones that Apple makes. And once again, more bandwidth means more data, which means higher density, higher resolution displays and faster transfer rates via USB at the same time. Now, the problem with this is that you can't just add a new connector and say, well, now we're going to flip a switch and we're going to make external display support happen on iPadOS. The problem with this pick is that it requires, I would, th- I would think, massive changes to the springboard architecture in iPadOS. Because if you're going to do this, you're going to have to envision a system where you can drag and drop windows between displays, where you can drag apps from one display to another, where interactions on the external display are only supported via the pointer, right? It requires a whole re-architecture of the springboard, which is the system, you know, it's basically the framework that controls the home screen, widgets, you know, all the other stuff, windowing, all the other stuff on iPadOS. You would have to re-architect all of that 
to account for the fact that now the iPadOS UI can be placed not on the display, but on another external monitor. Now the question is, can this kind of massive software change be done outside of WWDC? No. Can it be done in a point mm -hmm. release before WWDC? And I will present to you, as Exhibit A, a precedent for this very kind of massive change, which is pointer support, which was added in a point release. Well, that's pun not intended. Um, hey a pointer release. It was added in iPadOS 13.4, just like that. I think it's too much, Federico. I, I think that the trackpad support was nowhere near the level of change. I don't. Th I disagree. I don't. Th I think it's a pretty massive change in the pointer integration as well. I don't think it's the same because I think to do this correctly, we're talking about like windowing. Yeah. Which is already and in I think place. That that's bigger. I think it's much. I think it's bigger. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. I understand what you're saying. I, but just my my read on it is this is. I think. I think that this is a thing that goes along with iPadOS 15, which is a big rethinking of multitasking. And I think they would wait and keep it for them. I could see that, but also like I'm not. I'm not just for context. I'm not envisioning something where you can freely resize windows okay. like on the mac i'm just thinking of it's literally just another display where you can drop an app in full screen or split view or slide over right just you know what and that might be what they do now but i think mm -hmm. that wwdc is going to bring large changes so like maybe step one is better external display support with 14.5 and the new ipad but then in iOS 15, we take it to the next level, as it were. I can see that. And that's what makes the pick risky, right? Also, the fact that iPadOS 14.5 compared to iOS 14.5 is surprisingly light mm -hmm. on new features, right? I don't know. Just, there's just a bunch of things that... Uh, and also, like, why add the emoji picker? on iPad in this point release, right? It's just a small thing, but if you're going to have a feature where the only way that you can interact with um, with with, uh, with apps on an external display is via the pointer and the keyboard, it also lines up with that. So, I don't know. I feel like if you don't do this, you, sure, you could announce an iPad that has a new USB port for because it's faster, 5G, and the bigger one has a new display. The really, it just feels like it's a that would be very light on, you know, as a, as a story for a new iPad Pro. It's more than the 2020 iPad Pro got. But yet, but the 2020 iPad Pro didn't get an event. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I know why. I'm just, I'm just, I'm poking it, fun. It barely got a press release. Yeah, <laughs> the press release was about the Magic Keyboard, <laughs> right? Uh. So, I mean, you've done the Magic Keyboard last year. You've done the Pointer last year. You're doing an event for an iPad Pro, and you're changing the USB port. Here's what I'll say. I mean, and this could maybe, I don't think this is true, but like lending into what Steven said, we're presuming the event is for the iPad Pro. Sure. The event could include the iPad Pro, but it might not be the biggest. It's an iMac event. iMac and AR. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Could be. 
Could be, sure. And maybe, you know, maybe the feature, the big feature of this iPad Pro is a new Apple Pencil. It's not even like what the iPad Pro does standalone. Uh, or it's like about the accessory. Some other thing, right, that we haven't considered yet. And the, the yeah. other thing that I'll suggest, uh, just one last thing I'll throw in about, like they could add this Thunderbolt port, but it not really do anything. Like when they put the USB-C port on the original iPad Pro update, it didn't really do anything. And it took them a it sure. took them a couple of software updates before they actually enabled a bunch of things that it that it could do. So it goes both ways. I think that's why that this is a risky pick because I mean, one, you're presupposing that you are correct from earlier, although I do believe that you will be right on that. But the external display support thing, um, I hope that they do something. And honestly, I really hope that they they do what I want them to do. I mean, who doesn't want them to do what you want them to do but like and that that ios 5 ipad os 15 allows for a much much more flexible uh system where you could have like four apps open on a big screen at once like i i've said it before like i think windowing on the mac is messy but it is powerful and i would love to be able to use an ipad like that when i want to but not always you know Mm -hmm. do you want that by the way like if that was a thing where you could plug an iPad into a large display and have six apps open at once, like you that, like you do on a Mac, and they're all arbitrarily resizable. Would you want that? Uh, the arbitrarily resizable, uh, uh, I, I don't really know because I don't do that on the Mac. In fact, I think it's kind of annoying that you can resize Windows on the Mac. I do the uh, the window snapping thing a lot, where. Basically, I really like the way that it works on Windows, where you mm-hmm. drag a window to the side and it snaps to half the yeah. display. So that that is literally the only way I use uh, Windows on the but Mac. But do you, so? Do do you ever use more than two apps at once on a Mac? Like in, in your view? Uh, not okay. really. Right. No, no. But also, I don't work on the Mac. True. So if I w- worked on it m- more often, maybe. maybe resizable windows would be a priority for me. Or even I even if they... I mean, I could imagine a system where they just had them all work in uh, like fixed sizes. Like you could put up to six, you know, and they just go into portions. Having more than two would be the dream yeah. for yeah. me. I'm just not sure about the freely resizable aspect. Or, or, or I mean, they could lean into what they already have and it's sort of... It's resizable in the sense that it snaps to... That you have like... T- Templates like yeah. presets that that you can choose from. Yeah. Yes, that or even or even it pre snaps to like full size half screen slide over sizes, right? So they're not yeah. truly Mac like. They sort of conform to the sizes we have now. They're just sort of unbuckled from each other. It is very yeah. interesting, and I think it's something they should definitely do. Whether they do it I here the, or not, I don't know. The only thing that gives me hope is because I remember last year nobody. And it's important to remember this. Nobody thought that the pointer support was coming in iPadOS 13.4. We were saying that was going to be the big WWDC feature. Yes. What actually ended up happening is there was no WWDC-focused features for the iPad. That's So really, <laughs> yeah. you know, we shot ourselves in the foot on that one. Last question on this, and we can move on. I, I don't know if anybody has a flexi on this. Did we imagine Apple saying... We have put a Thunderbolt port on an iPad so you can attach it to a display and then not have a display. Well, they're going to demo it with the Pro Display XDR. Oh, God. So here's the secondary, yeah. tertiary question, <laughs> Federico. 
<laughs> if they do that and they don't have a display, yeah. would you buy a Pro Display? I will still wait for an Apple display because, once again, German said that Apple was working on one, I okay. believe, uh, like a cheaper one. I don't really need a Pro Display XDR. Yeah. Also, my Sylvia would kill me Yes, if I wanted Seems to get fair. that kind of display. Seems fair. So I'm just going to use the ugly one that I have mm-hmm. right now, and I'm going to wait and see if Apple makes a consumer or a prosumer one. I don't really need it. I think the they definitely are, but it's just a case of when. I'm just going to wait for it. I don't want to spend, how much is it? $5,000, $6,000? Dep- <laughs> depends if you want the foot or not. Yeah, no, thank you. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Gabby. When it comes to car and home insurance, so many people know they deserve better. So they're putting their policy to the test and turning to Gabby. Gabby is a acronym, stands for Get a Better Insurance. It's pretty good. And getting better insurance with Gabby means finding a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew something like this even existed? They are the one true comparison platform with real rates. They give you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers all in one place. You don't have to go around 40 different websites. It's all under one umbrella. You can use your current insurance information to get started, and in just minutes, you're able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it is totally free to use. I plugged my information into Gabby this morning to see what would this look like if I changed up my car insurance, homeowner's insurance, that sort of thing. It's super fast and easy to do, and I very quickly saw that, yeah, there are several options that could save me real money. Gabby makes that super easy and fast. Their customers save $961 per year on average, and they're never going to sell your information No annoying spam or robocalls are headed your way because of this. Put your policy to the test like so many others and get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash connected. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash connected. Gabby.com slash connected. Our thanks to Gabby for the support of the show and Relay FM. Time for the flexies. I'm just going to go through mine. And then we'll just, uh, I'll take turns. How does that sound? Yep. My flexi number one, the iPod Touch is taken down from sale in the wake of the event. Why are you doing this? Why does it, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, round, just a big success for your first one. Everyone's really you, behind you. You just want to kill the iPod Touch. Why? Why is it still why alive? It, but why are you so upset about it that you want it to die? I'm just saying this would be a perfect time to do it. Okay. Pete, you're already... Fiddling with the HTML, just get rid of that thing. Flexi number two, I always like to make a flexi about the presentation itself. Uh, that we, and this time I'm going to say we see Jaws introduce something. He's great on stage. And he was in the uh, iPhone event. Perhaps like an AR. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> like some sort of AR hardware. The magic keyboard for iPad goes unchanged. So the the keyboard and trackpad for the iPad that we have today will be the same after this event. No changes or tweaks to that. Yeah, I think so. That makes I sense. think that they want, I kind of think they want that to be like Apple Watch bands. Like you buy it and you can use it across multiple generations with no problem because it is super expensive. Mm, you know, they're going to ask for money for, again, for that accessory at some point. Eventually, so I, but they haven't done it with the Apple Watch bands uh, yet. Eventually will be next year. Maybe. It, it won't be that far Maybe. off. Mm. Number four, no mention 
of AirTags. <laughs> wow. Hold on, though. Uh-huh. Is this a is this a trick, Flexi? Because what if they're not called AirTags? They di- they do announce them, but they have a different name, and you could still say, well, they didn't mention AirTags, and it would still be correct because they're not called AirTags. Well, uh, then Mike also has a problem, or or anyone else who no, may I think we can do a, a a fair faith type thing here, right? Okay. All right. The product cool. we understand is AirTags. We know what we mean as AirTags. A new iPad comes in a new color for its line. A new color for its line? Yeah. So, you know, the iPad Pro is just space gray and silver. What if they throw uh, gold in there or pink? I think he's more leaning on a potential iPad mini refresh here than an iPad Pro refresh. Surely you don't think they're going to actually put color in the iPad Pro line. Apple doesn't believe the you pros know, man. Get, have any you fun. Yeah, Pacific Blue iPhone. You never know. Mm. And lastly, number six, I'm going beyond the minimum. So far, anyone going above the minimum, it's only backfired, but I'm just feeling good. Number six, Apple announces something with podcasts. This pick is, okay, sure. See, okay, so, so I'm thinking about what makes an event. You can slip some services in there. And where does Apple want to go with services next? They want to go to podcasts, I think. I have... My flexies, they go like this. Apple talks about app tracking transparency in iOS 14.5. Okay, I didn't know what ATT stood for, app tracking transparency. It's a, it's, it's a new carrier. Yeah. AT&T, the they talk about AT&T coming back. Yeah. App tracking transparency. This is the would you like to block thing, right? Would you like, you know, ask not to track thing. That's what I mean, not block. Yeah. Right? They're going to talk about that. I'm convinced of this. I think that's a good, that's a good flexi. New iPad Pro accessory. So either I'm going to say like something we haven't seen before or something that has been redesigned significantly. Like I know what they're going to do. Kickstands. I mean, (laughs) that's what they're going to say. They heard all the kids were doing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So not just like a color or size change. You know, like I'm thinking like the Apple Pencil 2 was pretty much a different product compared to the apple pencil one right like though even though it was still an apple pencil massively different in its functionality um and what it was capable of so you know i'm thinking either they bring out something completely new or they have an absolutely huge change to something and we'll just need to judge that together luckily enough the flexies aren't so hotly contended uh ios 14.5 will drop within 24 hours of the event okay sure okay uh, like they did iOS 14 itself. Yes. So I figure 14.5 is way lower stakes than 14 was. So I think that they will just drop it. That thing is ready to come out of the oven. Pick number four, AirTags unveiled. So that was Stephen's number four. Flexi was no mention. My number four is that they will be shown off. Yeah, head to head, baby. My, my number five pick is that you can buy AirTags in a three pack. And then my number six pick, I picked six because I opened the document today and Stephen and Federico both had six. And I thought I could just do five and really take a possible win on just the ratio. But then thought, no, I will be sports personally. And I'm also going to have six flexies for the unprecedented six flexi 
round that we triple have six. Tri- mm-hmm. the, the flexes of the beast is what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> so my sixth one is that the camera on the iPad Pro moves to the long side. You mean the because of- the Face ID camera or any camera? <laughs> I'm just going to say any camera because I don't know why you would assume I meant anything else, but sure. <laughs> no, just the front-facing one. Obviously, I mean the front-facing camera. I don't think this even needs no. to be suggested it would be anything no, else. No, no, no. It's the, same. it's the same iPad Pro on the front as it is today, but on the back, <laughs> they move the camera down the, the long side of the middle. <laughs> I stood right in the middle. They could just move it in the middle, the bump in the yeah, middle of the screen. Isn't this what you wanted? We heard your feedback. So those were Mike's flexes. Uh, I had a little bit of fun with mine. Uh, starts off I just had a, I just had a real quick, just a very quick thought, just like a last thing. It's just like, this is something wild. They're never going to do this, but imagine if we combine two of mine here, picks two and six, a new Magic Keyboard that has an integrated higher quality webcam on the horizontal side. Oh well, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But I'm just just throwing no. that out there because if I'm right, I call it Magic plus. Keyboard Zoom Magic Keyboard Pro. Put, put your money where Magic your mouth keyboard. is. Make it flexing number seven. No, because I don't believe in Make it that much. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, so my flexes um, starts off pretty easy. We will see new case colors for the iPhone. Yeah, pretty reasonable. Th- they do seasonal. And this is where it all goes kind of downhill uh, from here. Yeah, it's like if if you think that he's leading you into a calm and chill flexies, you are wrong. These are bananas. No. <laughs> there are a bunch of words is, that I don't understand. <laughs> this is like, what if I took the idea of a risky pick and I made five of them? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so flexi number two. Driver Kit comes to iPadOS to let more kinds of accessories be supported on iPad. Driver Kit is the framework that Apple makes for macOS that controls how you can install drivers for third-party accessories, like physical accessories that you plug in via USB into your computer. The idea is, again, going back to the complaints that we saw for the 2018 iPad Pro when it first came out, I remember the review from The Verge, and one of the negative notes was, uh, like, I cannot plug in all of the USB accessories that I want into this device. Like, uh, I believe The Verge mentioned, like, a me the keyboard and obviously like a printer Mm -hmm. i think um and that's not possible on ipad because you cannot install drivers for those devices on on ipad and i think it's about time that while apple is working on usb stuff for the ipad uh to make it more of a computer and all of that uh i think driver kit needs to come to ipad os so that you could you know, from the App Store or from some other place, I don't know, but just you could install drivers for your MIDI keyboard or your printer or whatever it is you want to plug into the iPad Pro. Number three, once again, leaning into USB stuff, shortcuts gets new actions or triggers for USB connections. So the idea (laughs) is in shortcuts, you can have triggers, right? When, for example, when this Bluetooth device is connected or when this Wi-Fi network is connected. And I think it will also be useful to have triggers for USB. When this USB device is plugged into the iPad Pro, run these actions. So that's the same idea. Or 
I guess it's pretty similar to what we have for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, but for USB. That that one's the most chill out of the the rest. It's it's kind of I think yeah. it's kind of chill. Number four, hypervisor <laughs> comes to iPad. <laughs> what, what is hypervisor? What, what is to this? allow for virtual <laughs> machines? So hypervisor is another desktop-only framework that uh, lets you run, uh, use virtual machines, so other operating systems on the Mac, like you can virtualize Windows or you can virtualize Linux, whatever it is you want to do. And the idea is one of the many features missing from the iPad Pro that arguably for some people it would make it more of a computer would be the ability to run virtual machines. So what if you could virtualize Windows? What if you if you could virtualize Ubuntu or you know other Linux distributions on your iPad, this would open the door to apps like VMware, like Parallels, which we mentioned, uh, I guess, a couple of <laughs> hours ago at this point, um, <laughs> because they now support the Windows on ARM. Did we talk about uh, that in this Parallels, episode? Uh, wow. Parallels 16.5. <laughs> yes, that was this episode. So the idea is. Again, thinking of stuff that the Mac can do and the iPad cannot, and what could Apple do about it? And in this case, they have a, a framework that is supported on the M1 Macs, which is Hypervisor. And that could also make sense in iPadOS, I think. Number five, Apple updates the regular Bluetooth Magic Keyboard. So the desktop one, the plain old Magic Keyboard. What do you think they're going to do? A new color. <laughs> that's for sure like you can only get the small magic keyboard in white and silver because oh. the the dark version is only for the extended magic keyboard which is the one which that is lame. which is the lame one that accountants use because it's got numbers and you know i can make my <laughs> calculations yep. and whatever um so that's not really necessary and i think they, they need the new arrow key layout the new arrow key layout backlit of course it's not I don't think the regular, like the the white Magic Keyboard, I don't think it's backlit. No, it's not. It also doesn't have, maybe could have some updated function keys, mm -hmm. right? For Siri or whatever. I don't know, but it's it's pretty old at this point. Yeah, the, the function keys don't, don't match the MacBook Air function yeah. keys on the M1. Yeah. So it is, it is out of date. And yeah, I, I want this because I've been using the same one for a long time. I got a bunch of keys that are wearing off and I'd love to replace it with something that was better i mean i can help you with that but you know like if you just want a better keyboard there will be better options yeah but one that i can i can tolerate typing on you'd be surprised my. You, you really would be surprised but we don't have to get into this now and finally pick number six the new ipad pro comes with a fancy new gun charger the the smaller ones what does gun stand for again good and new Good and new. Good, good. <laughs> Is it gallium nitride? I think something? it is. Is it possible? Good, I like good and it's, new, though. It's a good and new charger. Gan, gan, gallium. Yeah, it's that one. That thing. That um, that Anchor makes, a bunch of other companies make. Apple doesn't have these fancy new, smaller, and more powerful chargers. And I think yeah. I would love to see Apple get into this field, uh, starting with the iPad Pro and eventually with the iPhone as well. Well, they don't sell the adapt the charger for the iPhone anymore, right? They yeah. don't put it in the box, which is yeah. I still think it's stupid, but okay. Um, so maybe please keep it in the box and make it a GAN one uh, instead of the old one. Yeah, good and new. 
that is Flexi number six, and I'm done. All right. So we will see how we did next week. Uh, just a real quick programming note. We will be recording on Thursday next week, but at our normal time. It's already been changed on the live schedule on the Relay website, so uh, you can check that out. But regular time on Thursday, we'll be grading our picks, and if 14.5 is out, we'll also be doing the Jeremy's, where Federico has to name emoji. So next week could just be real big. <laughs> so next week, we'll be, ta- we'll be scoring the Rickies, talking mm-hmm. about the new product, and doing the Jeremy's. Yes. Okay, so clear five hours from your schedule. <laughs> what if you took all of the best things of, connect- of Connected and rolled them into a single episode? Right? That's next week. Until then, if you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, you can head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash 341. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. I love getting those. Uh, you can also join... And get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week that also comes with a bunch of cool Relay FM membership perks. That is relay.fm slash connected slash join for all those details. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of shows here on Relay FM, and he streams about keyboards most Fridays at mike.live. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, where he broke the news, of course, of the <laughs> Apple event. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. We spoke about that in the uh, pro version of the show this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, he's just he's just on 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 his game. Uh, Federico, I have a quick quick question for you. Okay. Name the countries you have visited. Oh, okay. France, <laughs> Germany, Switzerland. Oh. UK, Poland, Czech Republic. Um, what's the other, the name of the other one? America. No. <laughs> is it Slovenia? I don't know. Is it? It is. Yes. Okay. Slovenia. Um, US. Spain. Worldwide, Mr. Worldwide um, over here. Worldwide, always on. Have I been to have I been to other places? Well, technically, there's the Vatican, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the San Marino Republic in Italy, same deal as the Vatican, and um, uh, never been to Asia. That's about it, I think. It's a big list. It is. That's that's bigger than I thought it would be. Uh, bigger than I thought it was going to be too. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Indeed, Mac Weldon, Hover, and Gabby. And until next week, event week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.